Welcome to The Backpack, a podcast from Christ Community Church in Shelbyville, Kentucky. On The Backpack, we want to prepare you for the journey outside where following Jesus meets real life. Hey, welcome to The Backpack. My name is DJ. I'm one of your hosts, and this is another installment of Stories from the Trail. Each week at Christ Community Church, as part of our worship, we feature stories from people in our congregation talking about the work that God is doing in their lives and how they've come to know Him and what it's looked like as they followed after Him day by day. This week, we got to hear from new Christ Community members, Trey and Tammy Williams. Trey and Tammy come to us recently with Midland Community Church, uh, where Trey was the pastor. Midland was a plant of Christ Community several years ago that recently closed its doors, and several of the members of Midland have come back to Christ Community. And Trey and Tammy took the stage yesterday to talk about the journey that led them into ministry in the first place and then into Shelbyville and what it's looked like for them as they've walk through Midland in its last days and thought about what is next, what is God doing next in their lives, and what lessons have they learned along that journey. So let's listen in to Trey and Tammy as they tell us their story. All right, as uh, as you said, I'm, I'm Trey. I'm pastor, I was the pastor at Midland Community. Um, I, and then I'll let Tammy introduce herself. Um, I'm Tammy Williams, and um, for work, I work for a company called Instructure. They are the makers of Canvas, which is like an online learning. So if your kids go to college and they're like, mom, I have to take courses online, they're probably doing it through Canvas. Um, So I work for them as a customer success manager. And we have two kiddos, Kate and Lauren, so 11 and six. And then I also homeschool the kiddos as I work from home. Yeah, she's full-time, full-time like work and full-time like homeschool teacher too she's awesome um when we were doing our story uh instead of talking about like how how we were saved we were both uh saved and born again whenever we were teenagers and we're in youth group all through our teenage years uh we're going to talk more this morning about uh just our journey in ministry um and and how we uh kind of went from nine to fivers to kind of this crazy life that that we're living now Yeah, so when we were still, um, prior to us getting really into ministry, and when we were first early 20s, we started really like living the American dream, right? We started buying a house, we had two homes, we were renting one, we had one that we um, were living in, we had car payments, we had all the things that you're supposed to have as a good American citizen. Um, And so we were both nine to five, he was policing, I was teaching, Um, kids were in daycare, um, all of the things that we're supposed to do, right? Um, And so we had really kind of backslidden, though, from church. And so um, as we started to grow and God continued to move in us, even if we weren't at church and, like, really focusing on our faith, he still continued to move in our lives. Yeah, and whenever we had kids, uh, we waited a few years before we started having kids, and, and when we had kids... Um, something that was super, super important for me is, is okay, we've, we've got to get serious about getting back in church. We visited churches from time to time. We couldn't ever find anything. We've got to get serious about getting back in church. And we, uh, I told Tammy, I was like, we're going to visit churches every Sunday until we find one. And we visit, I, 
we were in Spalding County, Georgia. I think we visited every church in Spalding County, Georgia. Um, and then we visited one called Orchard Hill and knew almost walking in the door, this was where God was going to have us. And uh, we ended up joining that church. And whenever we decided that we were going to uh, live out the Christian life, we're going to live it out. We're not going ha- to halfway do anything like ever. And so we're going to live this thing out. We're going to submit completely to it and totally to it. And, and that's what we did. And, and we just said, you know, we're submitted to this, committed to this. And wherever it takes us, that's where it takes us. And um, pretty soon... Uh, the pastor's like, hey, I'm going to give you a break for a year. You don't have to do anything for a year, but after a year, I'm going to put you to work. And after a year, uh, I got, he asked me to be the chairman of the grounds committee, and that lasted a couple months, and then he asked me to be the, the youth pastor and started, started youth pastoring. Yep, so once he started youth pastoring, we were in it for about, about a year and a half at this point, and I decided I was leaving my teaching career after 10 years. Um, Just because it was getting to that point, I started getting burned out, and I said it's time for me to find something else. What that other thing was, I have no idea. Um, And so we knew that I wasn't going to do that. I didn't sign the contract that year. It was April, and this guy knocks on my classroom door and says, hey, we need to talk, like in the middle of a school day. I'm like, what's going on? (laughs) So he tells me, he said, I've just quit my job. Cool. Two kids, two houses, some car payments. Neither one of us have a job. This is going to be amazing. Um, well, you were youth pastoring. We were making like 100 bucks a week. So, 160, I, mean, I got 160. a raise. Okay. <laughs> you know. Um, so we were just like, you know what? We're just going to continue to go to the Lord in this and continue to ask for his guidance. Where does he want us to go? What does he want us to do? Um, so got really busy putting in resumes. Um, so the reason that I quit my job was, I didn't just up and quit my job. I had been working narcotics, and being that I was working narcotics, I, I, was, I was able to make my own schedule pretty much. Um, and so I, could, I had off every Sunday, I had off every Wednesday night, and that allowed me to be a youth pastor. Um, but as I, during my prayer time and my convictions became that my part-time youth pastor position was more important than my full-time job. And if my full-time job was going to interfere with my being a youth pastor, the full-time job was, was going to go. And that's exactly what happened. I got called into the chief's office. And he's like, hey, we're sending you back to the road. And when you go back to the road, you have to work nights. You have to work weekends. And I quit. And, yeah, <laughs> and then went and, and told Tammy uh, that, that, that I'd quit. Yep. So, um, of course, I was continuing to put those resumes in. Finally, I get um, a bite on something, and it's with Mastery Connect, which we were acquired by Instructure a few years ago. So I'm still in the same role that I was in six years ago. Um, But they hired me as a contractor, which I don't know if anybody has ever done contract work, but you only work if there's work to do. Um, So as a contractor, I got hired, started that July, and then about four months later, they just called me up one day and said, hey, do you want to go full-time? Well, yeah, absolutely, want to go full-time. So um, it was just a, amazing to watch how God worked in that um, and allowed me to go full-time with the job. Um, yeah. So we um, did that for about a, a year with uh, me being part-time youth pastor, uh, catching odd jobs here and there, and Tammy being full-time uh, on staff 
uh, on staff, but like like instructors to church, uh, like as an actual employee of uh, Mastery Connect Instructure. And summer camp, youth summer camp is coming up, and, and I just feel this. I, I know that in my heart of hearts I'm being called to be a senior pastor, and Tammy, uh, Tammy has to come to, to youth camp with us because I can't find female volunteers, and so she has to come, and she's, like, working at the same time as she's at youth camp in the cabin. And at youth camp, that, uh, that, that is when God really just solidified that my calling to be a pastor and at youth camp I go and I drop this other bomb on Tammy that hey I think being called to be a pastor I don't know where or how or when but we're probably gonna move yep so um, if you don't know me I'm always up for a good adventure um, always ready to say all right well let's figure this out um, so as soon as he told me that we got home I started going to the SBC website and going well where, where are they hiring pastors um, and I found one and I thought it really fit our family really well but I didn't tell him which one it was because I wanted him to find something that also worked and continue to pray over that particular position so uh, we get home and I do my resume like she says she looks she looks at the job listings she finds one I look at the job listings I find two one in Florida, I call it, and it's a, it's a no-go, immediately talking with them. The other one, uh, I call, it's in the North Georgia Mountains, and I talk to, this, to the old deacon, who's the chairman of the deacon, who's the search committee guy, and he's, you know, I'm, I'm about tired of looking for a pastor. Can you come preach next weekend? And uh, <laughs> I was like, I can't come next weekend, but the weekend after, I can come up. And um, I, I went back to Tammy and said, hey, I've, I'm going to, we're gonna, I'm gonna go preach at this church. And I told her which one, and she goes, that's the one that, it's no surprise to anybody, right? That's the one that, that, that I felt led towards. And it was, it was a church called Lyerly uh, First Baptist. It's North Georgia Mountains. And they called me as the pastor in um, a church that was kind of struggling at the time. And the reason that they were struggling was because they were very inwardly focused at the time. And one of the things that, that I pushed this church to do, that we pushed this church to do, is to be outwardly focused. You know, go outside. Um, you know, and, and, and reach your community. And we were able to, to, to do that in this church. And then when we were doing that in this church, the church was growing and new families were coming in and, and uh, young families were coming in. Uh, but as time went on, uh, a majority of the church started becoming back inwardly focused. And I began praying for release uh, through just frustration and uh, I felt like God granted me that release. I started looking at jobs. Again, I came across uh, this little church in Kentucky called Midland Community Church. I read what they were about, um, and I could not send my resume into them fast enough because I was like, this is perfect. This fits me perfect. Um, and uh, through the process, Midland called me as, as their pastor, and I, I knew some of the challenges facing Midland before I got there, but uh, I didn't realize how, how deep they ran, uh, you know, until I, I got there. And really, uh, it, was, it was nobody. It was just everything. And, and, and I, I, soon after getting to Midland, I realized that, that there was nothing short of a miracle that was going to kind of save this church. But I wholeheartedly believed that miracle. Man, I believed that miracle was coming. And, and I told the elders of the church a thousand times, and I told the church this a thousand times, I do not believe for a second that God has called me here just to shut this church down. 
And I want to tell you, it was, it was heartbreaking uh, when, whenever that realization happened. And, and, and I, I just, I, I didn't know, you know, I, I wholeheartedly believed there was going to be that fourth quarter buzzer beater miracle, right? And it just didn't come. And I didn't understand it. And afterwards, when I know the church is shutting down and, and I'm, I'm struggling with it, and, and now I'm going, what should I do? God, what should I do now? Should I put in for other churches? What, what should I do? And so we're, me and Tammy are, are going to Louisville on a Saturday, and I'm, we're just batting this back, and I'm like, Tammy, what, what do you think? What, what should I do? So I looked at him and I said, what do you want to do? And, yeah, that was, like, the first time I'd really thought about, well, what do I want to do? And the answer was, I want to go back to seminary, or I want to go to seminary. I've always wanted to go to seminary. And so we started exploring that. Yep. So, um, of course, just like normal, we jump right in, and we put both feet out there, and we start Googling and searching. Um, and so we looked at all of the seminary schools, um, the big six, and we decided on New Orleans. So we are headed off to New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary in three days. Three um, days. <laughs> yeah, so um, been packing boxes and all of the fun. So, but it was just, um, you know, the family life that we'll be able to have there, um, the community that it'll provide us, the financial um, release as well. So just everything kind of added up really well for us there in New Orleans. So we are taking a 10-hour drive this week and moving our family and super excited about it though um, like I said we kind of jump in with both feet all the time when God calls we say all right we're gonna do it and I think that's where we've we've just never hesitated when God has ever said this is where we want you to go we've just never hesitated we said yes and we'll go you know and, and, and the awesome thing about that is you know we, we the beginning of our marriage living that American dream living to retirement, and, and where we wanted to retire was the North Georgia Mountains, by the way, and so the first position that I get as the pastor is in the North Georgia Mountains, like exactly where, you know, I, we wanted to be. Another dream of mine is to go for higher education, and that is, that is opening up to me, and so it, it's amazing, and I'm not, and I'm not, listen, I'm not saying that you submit to Christ all your fantasies and dreams are going to come true, but what I am saying is that God knows your heart, and God knows what you want better than what you know what you want, and when you submit to him and surrender to him, the fulfillment is going to be there. The fulfillment uh, will be there. And so this is my challenge to you. If you are worried about going all in and sur surrendering everything, submitting everything to Christ, uh, because, you're, man, I'm afraid that I might have to sell my house. I've done it. I I'm afraid that I might have to move away from my family. I I we've done it. I I'm afraid that I might fail. I've done it, okay, of, of what, what the world would consider a failure is happening, and I'm okay. It's okay. Everything's okay. God is, is in control, and he's taking care. So my challenge to you is whatever you're fearful of, of that complete surrender, let it go. And, and know that God is fully and wholly in control, and that's what we got. Hey, DJ again. Thanks for listening to our story from the trail this week. And as you reflect on it, ask yourself, how is God writing your story right now, right here? What's your next step? 
and how can what you've heard today help you in taking it as you follow Jesus in faith. Whatever it looks like, grab your backpack and we'll see you out on the trail. Thanks for listening to The Backpack, a production of Christ Community Church. The Backpack is hosted by DJ Williams, Daniel Bright, and Josiah Ward. You can learn more about Christ Community Church at loveshelbyville.com.